0: Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Doug Parker, who is the chairman and CEO of American Airlines Thank you so much for taking time to uh, visit with me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, it's an honor. Happy to be here.
0: So, uh, Doug, you have been CEO of several airlines, but what's really interesting is you've been CEO through really challenging times, like nine eleven, the Great Recession. But one thing I would like to talk to you about is you were chairman and CEO of, well, you were you were at America West, uh, U.S. Air, right. Um, you were at US Air right before the merger. The merger occurred and then you became CEO and chairman of the combined company. Correct. And one of the big challenges when you merge two companies like that is the cultural differences between the companies. Yeah. And trying to get the cultures aligned is very, very challenging. And from all I've read and heard, you've done a super job of that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the story and how you've gone about doing that. Well, thanks. I hope
1: that's true. It's, it's it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. The two airlines, U.S. Airways and American, uh, did indeed have different cultures in place. Uh, they'd come from different places. American had always been, um, you know, one of the you know this large one of the larger airlines in the in the United States and in the world, and um, had a lot of pride in that regard, despite some challenges they'd gone through. U.S. Airways was this kind of struggling, much more resilient group of people. And when you put them together, as we did, you know, we saw as American, each of them had their pluses and minuses. American was much more methodical. And um, indeed, you know, I think everyone was here would agree, perhaps even more pride than was warranted. Um, because living a little too much in, in uh, off off of the laurels of the past, um, as the industry had changed, uh, U.S. Airways um, had some benefits to bring to the table in that regard—the culture we had there, which was you know move faster, um, you know be willing to make some mistakes, uh, a bias for action—but um, also had a lot to a lot to gain from the American culture in terms of um, structure and um, you know Look, we had to bring it together in a way that. Uh, tried to get the best of both. Uh, I think we did that. Uh, it, 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 part of it also was the challenge was uh, much of the senior management, much of the highest uh, management, myself and others, uh, most senior management came from the smaller airline, U.S. Airways. Um, we had to work to make sure uh, that we didn't um, walk into the larger airline acting as if we had all the answers um, and worked really hard to make sure we didn't do that, kept, kept the best of the best from American. Uh, let them know how much uh, we needed them and we needed each other. Um, so, look, and, and 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 then we brought in a lot of people from outside. Which um, take all that together, um, you know, the best, of the best of the two airlines, and then uh, bringing in some outside influence. I think we built a really, really nice team. Very happy with the culture we have in place now. So,
0: Doug, when you were when you came into this uh, merger, what kind of a timeline did you think it would take to really integrate the two cultures and to really come out with the new culture that you you wanted? Yeah, we, we didn't put a timeline on it because we knew it. it's a
1: process. And it's still a process. It's, you know, culture is a, is a moving target all the time. Uh, what we really want to make sure we have is um, a culture that is, that is, that is driven around um, making America the best it could possibly be, um, making sure that we um, um, have uh, leaders that understand that their job is to give the frontline team the tools they need to go do their jobs that they do so well. Um, to be servant leaders um, who, um, who are making sure that we are creating an environment uh, that allows our frontline team members to go take care of our customers. And that'll take care of our shareholders.
0: You know, Peter Drucker once said, or he's known for saying, that um, culture eats strategy for breakfast every yeah. day. Um, but if you don't have the right culture in place, it's very hard to, to have a strategy. Uh, that works. Coming from my background, I was familiar with things that American Airlines was doing a long time ago, especially in the area of operations research, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, scheduling airplanes, uh, the early online reservation systems and and frequent flyer mile type systems. Um, Right. But just applying quantitative methods to business, American has been an early pioneer in that. Is that still a part of the culture and strategy today?
1: It is, it is, it's something we're proud of. Um, being, you know, back then, um, this kind of information is power world, uh, American was was great at uh, by making sure we had better information than others. It's harder, to, it's harder to do now. And again, that's kind of what I was, a little bit of what we had to work through um, in that, you know, in today's world, what we need as much as anything is um, speed in terms of, um, you know, ability to to get to our team and get our team the tools they need. American, for all for all of its benefits, throughout the years had gotten itself to a position where the labor relations um, had gotten to a point where it was just it made it really hard uh, to, and, and it got even in, in, into you know the, the product itself. We had to address that, and so much of what we've been working to do is to do just that. Get get the leadership team to. Uh, in some sense focus a little less on just the numbers and the math and more on going out there and taking care of the team um, and making sure that we have leaders that, yes, understand uh, the analytics and understand um, uh, how the, you know, the, way, the operational excellence, um, but that really understand the way to do that is to give the team the tools they need to do their job um, and let them go. And uh, that's, that's the transformation that's taken some time. That's really
0: interesting, yeah, because it used to be that you could use something like operations research and analytics as a, it was like a sufficient condition for a competitive advantage, right. but today you have to have it, and now you have to do all kinds of other things, for example, getting tools to people to be able to do their jobs.
1: Yeah, and it moves faster, um, and you know, so putting these two airlines together is, is a big job, of course, and then we knew that going in. Um, but what it means is when you're doing that, you know, so much of the effort we put forward is just integration, taking two systems that do the same thing but doing them in different ways at two different airlines and making them one system that can do that at the combined airline. That's a tremendous amount of work, a tremendous amount of effort from IT. Um, but as our CIO likes to say, you know, that's, we're, when we're doing that, we gotta work on integration, not innovation. Um, so we had to spend years, you know, three or four years, working on integration, not innovation. Uh, At a time that the industry was innovating more than it ever has, so we found ourselves falling behind, and which was really foreign territory for America. Good news is that's behind us, Um, and we now have the ability to uh, go catch up, and we are quickly. And indeed, you know what's also nice in today's world is you can you can leapfrog. Um, It's you know a couple of years now is almost a new generation. So we find ourselves you know two or three years behind somebody. We can actually do we can go put in place something better than they have in place. Um, and that's where we are now. But yeah, I was, I was here when American was you know, the king of Operations Research and Sabre and all that, yeah. and all those types of innovations that you rightfully proud of. Um, but those days are behind us, and we're not trying to figure out how we make American Airlines a company that has a, a competitive advantage based on technology. We're trying to make American Airlines that has a competitive advantage based upon the product we deliver uh, that includes the best technology possible.
0: It's amazing because technology and, and analytics, it used to be that the transfer of those capabilities took years. Yeah. But now with software as a service and information being ubiquitous nearly, right. it really isn't anymore. But trying to you know, get your employees and um, you know, trying to get a competitive advantage through the product per se really takes a huge focus on the, the customer right and i would imagine then that was a part of the cultural change you were going for as well it is and again and again you know, american in particular they had a nice
1: focus on the customer um and it always has it still does um so um but yeah it, it, again it gets back to um you know what it is indeed that the, the the customer values uh, and making sure that we're that we're delivering those things instead of just uh, working to do what we think the customer uh, may be asking for. So in today's world, much of what that is, is as it always has been, uh, you know, get me there on time with my bags. That's the product that I'm most interested in. That's absolutely still the case. But it, as, we, as the industry consolidated, there are now um, fewer of this, but that can provide much more utility to customers. You know, as, you know, three large global carriers, American, United and Delta can pretty much take anybody anywhere around the world. Um, So we need to compete on product. Uh, We need to have a product that can um, compete with the ultra low cost carriers on price uh, where we need to, uh, but also can deliver to uh, our high value customers, the product that they value.
0: So many uh, industries in some ways are easier to manage than this because you're at the mercy of things like weather for example, it, it makes it more challenging because you can do everything you in your power to get people on time to certain locations with their bags. But if the
1: weather's bad enough, it, yeah. it doesn't work. Yep, that's, uh, that's one we haven't been able to, to break yet <laughs> uh, in this business. And, uh, you know, we do everything perfectly and uh, we'll, we're still going to have some failures, um, some inability to, to transport customers where they want to be and on time um, because of weather. What we can do, uh, and what and what we're working to do much better, as is, as is everyone in the industry, frankly, is providing much better information to the customer as that happens, and doing a much better job of reaccommodating uh, customers as that happens. Um, you know, this is where technology makes a huge difference. In um, not that long ago, um, if, if your if your flight was delayed, you didn't know that until you showed up at the airport. Uh, we are obviously a much we're obviously all much better at that now. Um, and things such as uh, your bag not making an airplane uh, was something you would only discover by standing and waiting at a carousel until every bag came off and realized yours wasn't wasn't there. Now we alert customers in flight. Um, Those types of things uh, are the the kind of initiatives we need to keep working on. Um, Weather will always be an issue. We'll get better at it, but weather's always gonna be an issue.
0: Doug, in September of 2001, You were named chairman and CEO of America West. Yes. Ten days later, 9-11 occurred. And it affected everything, none more so than the airline industry. So that must have really thrown a wrench into your plans to become chairman and CEO. And then ten days later, 9-11 occurred.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But where I sat, I mean, fortunately, we didn't have... um You know, America West uh, didn't have aircraft involved um, in the terrorist attacks, uh, but we were affected in a different way. Um, our business, you know, I don't know how many people still remember this, but people did not fly for months. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was just a fear of flying uh, after 9-11 uh, that you know, had airplanes flying around with you know, 25% load factors, um, a business that usually has 80% load factors, all of a sudden had you know, over two-thirds of our traffic just go away. Um, because people didn't wanna fly. Um, that has a huge impact on your financial performance and we at America West were not in the strongest shape and um, found ourselves working really hard to go get a government loan guarantee to save a company, uh, which we were able to do, uh, thankfully, um, and keep it afloat. But yeah, we spent a lot of our time back then um, working to, to uh, save an airline, which fortunately we were able to do. Um, and much of what we've been doing since then is trying to get those that team of people um, who, you know, almost didn't have an airline or a job because of no, nothing other than the fact that they happened to work for the company that wasn't as strong as the others uh, to be in a safer harbor, to get into a stronger company. That's why we merged America West into U.S. Airways, to make America West stronger and able to withstand uh, things like that, and why we merged U.S. Airways into American, uh, to make U.S. Airways able to compete long-term. So I'm really proud of the fact now that, that those people that were at America West and then U.S. Airways are now in a safe harbor. We, need, we now need to work on giving them um, uh, a company that they know that, uh, is, that cares about them, that will be there to support them, give them the tools they need, reward them for the jobs they do well, thank them for doing doing job well, um, let them know what they do is incredibly important um, so that they go home at the end of the day feeling fulfilled. Um, but um, it's, it's been a journey getting there.
0: You're still a young man for a <laughs> for a CEO and chairman of yeah. American Airlines. But when you became chairman and CEO of America West before this big challenge, you were only about 37, 38? 39. 39? From my perspective, that's very young. (laughs) Uh, You know, so you you have a long history of being a CEO and chairman in this industry in particular. And this industry requires lots of leadership skills and capabilities, but going through something like you went through with uh, 9-11 in particular, leadership really, the rubber meets the road in a situation like that. Um, What are some leadership uh, characteristics
1: you think that have really helped you? It's business is a team sport, and I like working in teams. Um, I like building teams. Uh, I like seeing teams succeed. I like um, working with teams of people that have you know diverse uh, backgrounds and capabilities, and seeing how the some of us can do so much more than we can as uh, independent individuals. Sometimes, at least when I was back in business school a long time ago, uh, there was at least some view that you know the way you get ahead is being cutthroat and. That's not how business works. The people that do that maybe can get away with it for a while, but it doesn't last a career. People that succeed in business are those that understand uh, that relationships matter and that the people you work with at any point in time are going to make a difference in ways you'll never imagine um, until you know 15 years later. And you can't guess who they are. You can't go try and say, oh, that person's going to be important, so I'm going to be nice to them. You just need to treat everyone with respect uh, do your job well and do it in a way that has respect for others.
0: Wow. I I think that is so, so true. And yet, you know, in some ways it's, uh, even though it's simple in a way, treating people well, (laughs) developing them, you know, it, it does take effort because you have to spend time with people. You've got to think from their, their perspective when possible and think about how to encourage them and strengthen them and,
1: that, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that's the fun part. People are different. You know, you, you can't treat all people the same. I um, mean, again, you treat everybody with respect, but if, as a leader, some people are motivated by by different things. And that again, I think that's the fun part, is working to build teams and understanding uh, the differences in your team and understanding how to get the best out of people um, and getting people excited about working together um, instead of as independent Forces, and then seeing, and then, and what's really neat is when you see, uh, even those that were skeptical maybe about how this team stuff's going to work, when it all clicks and they see how well we all do when we work together, and and the and the light turns on. That's fun. Um, Doug, what are you excited about for the industry
0: and for American Airlines going forward this year?
1: What I'm excited about is uh, that we're finally through much of the integration process. Um, that was that was hard work, it's important work, um, but most of that is behind us now, we, we, and we're, we're able now to go use the investment we're making about moving forward. It's, we now are able to innovate instead of integrate. Uh, we're able to go and in, invest in growth, uh, not just integration, and we're well positioned for that, and I feel very good about how we have the airline position. I'm very excited about what the future means for America and our team.